0: Hello there, hockey fans. It is the last day of July, believe it or not. It's July 31st, Tuesday, here on the AHL Report. Welcome to this week's episode of From the Press Box. I'm your host, Amy Johnson, the lead correspondent here at the AHL Report. And, of course, I'm joined every week by my fabulous co-host, the one and only, the editor-in-chief of uh, Rocket's Sports Media's brands and its founder, Mr. Rick Stevens. Happy last day of July.
1: Well, happy last day of July to you. And, and that can only mean that we are seeing far too many of those, uh, how many days till start of the season? And the jerseys. I know. And, uh, you know,
0: it's that. Well, Mario Lemieux, 66. <laughs> <laughs> no. So listen, uh,
1: you know, you know, before we do the 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 show, before we get into the show, there's always this this lovely pre pre show banter.
0: Yeah.
1: Or at least I think it's lovely. And and typically, typically I've I've had a look at the the national day calendar and announced something off the national day calendar, which seems to be very popular with our listeners. They love it, and we hear back from them. And and oh, what national they day is it now? And what do you do? They do. Um, But I know you hate it. So um, I'm going to give you... I don't um,
0: always hate it.
1: I'll give you the option. I I have a couple of of pre-show banter topics, and let's Mm. see if you want to talk about any of them. Okay. So the big question uh, in Montreal... It's pretty quiet on the Canadians front. So the big big question in Montreal right now is uh, should... Johnny Menzel be starting uh, for the Owls on Friday night versus the Ticats. Now, Matt Dunnigan says no, um, just by the way. Um, so we can talk about that. We can debate that.
0: Okay. I say go ahead, let him start, but, you know. <laughs>
1: um, there's uh, there's the, There was the got. Canadian Open. There was the Canadian Open. We could talk yeah. about the Canadian Open. Uh, uh, probably last year, at Glen Abbey. Um, you know, they're bulldozing it for condos. It seems awful. Uh, but Lee Trevino was there in the in the you know the pre-tournament, uh, but with a hockey stick and showing That's off. That's right. Is his, uh, his work on the rank number seven hole? Um, talked about elbowing Jack Nicklaus if you know if if he yeah. had some hockey skill.
0: When some of the that. pro. For the pro am, some of the guys uh, during the pro am were, were wearing hockey jerseys out on the golf course, which I'm sure was not yeah, we, exactly comfortable to play in.
1: We saw a Gretzky jersey, and
0: we did. Yeah.
1: Um, or there's the whole new in, in Toronto. There's the whole news about uh, the Blue Jays trading Roberto Sosa to the Astros and trading him while he's on the. 75-game uh, suspension um, list um, under the MLB's domestic violence policy. We can get all into deep into that, if you like.
0: Really? Or the fact that I'm just mad at the Blue Jays because they traded J-Hap and, and they shouldn't have.
1: Well, there's that trade to the Yankees, no less.
0: Yeah, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> okay, we're not talking <laughs> about
1: that. All right, here's Here's, here's another topic. Yeah. Um, well, you, you can talk about the Deneau wedding. Did Did Houdon get married too? Or was he?
0: There was no. a bunch
1: of Canadians weddings. There was the Deneau wedding for sure.
0: The Deneau um, wedding happened. Um, yes, it did.
1: Yeah. I don't
0: pay attention to such things.
1: Uh, there's Guy Fleur. Guy Fleur, who is always like, I love Guy Lafleur, but but he's a bit of a since he retired. He's he's always he's he whined for years about not making as much money as current NHLers. Well, I mean there's lots of things there. And it well yeah so to raise cash, good old Guy Lafleur has put up his uh, 1976-77 Hart trophy for auction. Um Seriously? Yeah. Yeah, that was the year he had fifty six goals, eighty fifth, hundred and thirty six points won the Art Ross, also won the Heart, and he's uh strapped for cash apparently. So it's on auction. Starting bid is twenty thousand um, dollars. so he's and, and it's not even the real one, it's it's his replica. It was a replica that he was given of the of the uh the heart trophy. So um, really?
0: yeah.
1: it it doesn't it's not well, we can get into that topic if you wish, but it, it just yeah. doesn't seem right to me. No. Or 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 we go to the <laughs> listener's favorite, which is the national day calendar, and today today happens to be National Avocado Day. So
0: I, I'm sorry. It's what?
1: Well, I'm not going to say it right because I've got my whole Canadian accent. Plus, I absolutely hate, despise avocados. I won't have them in anything. I won't have them in my house. I just, I just, it's, it's, uh, yeah, no. Really? So, but but we can talk about them if
0: you want. (laughs) So today is National Avocado Day. Is that what you're, is that what you're telling me?
1: That's what I said. That's what I said. And just to, you know keep the tie in with hockey i went out and i found uh it's on a goalie training um, site on youtube okay. um a uh it's a recipe for how to make um uh avocado toast which i don't, <laughs> I don't know how to you need a that. recipe
0: to make avocado toast you need a, you is need an a avocado recipe, toast, yeah. just toast and smushed up avocado on it with well, some salt in and pepper
1: particular yeah, their particular one for, uh, for goalie training, for hockey training, and oh, apparently you can have training. this breakfast. You can have lunch. It, it's it's a whole meal meal replacement. You know, um, it's got avocados. It's got a bit of a squirt of lime. It's got um, uh, salsa in there. Some flax seeds, pumpkin oh, yeah. seeds, all kinds of. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. So.
0: So what? Uh, that wow! That sounds like um, it doesn't really sound like goalie training meal nutrition recipes. It just kind of sounds like a basic recipe to make avocado toast <laughs> that anyone could use. But um, I'm sure it's quite valuable. Um, well, okay. So I have a trivia question for you. If today is National Avocado Day, and since you seem to like I don't them so much. Anything.
1: No, I don't know anything about avocados. But anyway. So go ahead. so
0: that means you don't like guacamole? Despise it. The neck like the nectar of the gods. You could put that <laughs> You can put that ish on anything.
1: Mhm. Nectar of the gods so, is gravy. Everybody knows that.
0: Gravy? Well, yeah. But guac is, man. Okay. So our avocados a fruit or a vegetable?
1: I have no idea. Probably a veg. Well, I don't know, but I, I'll say a veg- I'll play along. I'll say vegetable.
0: Is that your final answer?
1: Yeah.
0: Well, I hate to break it to you, but it's a fruit. <laughs> it's, it's, it is technically a berry. It is a member of the berry family because it has a pit okay yeah so it's a fruit so there's your um it's maybe a, if you're gonna do you're national to- maybe if you're gonna do like the national day i'll come up with some useless trivia for <laughs> <once> every week <laughs> All right. so there you have it an avocado is a fruit it's not a vegetable
1: great Except now so, we're 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 past our time for the pre-show banter, so we don't have time to talk about any of these lovely topics that mm-hmm. that I've raised. Yeah.
0: Go ahead and start Manziel on Friday night. In fact, I think I think word has I think I saw John Lou tweeted that he is in fact starting on Friday. Okay. Um Hey, if you've got him, start him and see what he can do. See what he's got, and if he does what Johnny Manziel normally does, then you bench him again. What do you got to lose? You know, <laughs> what do you got to I lose? He
1: had like a whole week with the playbook, right?
0: Yeah, he should be fine. How hard can it be? He yeah. should be fine. All right. Well, in other news, in hockey news. <laughs>
1: right.
0: <laughs> this is a hockey podcast. Um. So. If you want news, I know we mentioned this last week, uh, or possibly the week prior, but I'm gonna I'm gonna kick things off by saying, as a reminder, our weekly AHL report headlines article, courtesy of uh, staff writer Joseph Whalen, is back in action. It uh, that drops every Sunday, gives you a good, quick place to just kind of get a, a, a synopsis of. Major news items that have happened around the AHL in the past week, whether it's um, roster moves, trades, um, notable, newsworthy kinds of things, uh, announcements, that type of thing. So, uh, if you go over to the website AHL Report, uh, our our latest um, our latest offering of that just uh, hit the website on Sunday. Um, you can always get always kicks off with a little bit of hockey history kind of a a this day in hockey kind of thing which is always pretty interesting and um you know there was some um some things that got hit on this week I'm not going to go through all of them because you can certainly head over to the to the article and check things out um for yourself but um, talking a little bit about how I, I believe we we talked about this last week, uh, you know Rick Kowalski getting promoted to the NHL for the for the Devils out of Binghamton, um, and some signings uh, that happened, uh, which we can we can talk about a couple of names, uh, well known names uh, on July 25th, both happened on the same day. The Senators. Signed forward Adam Tambellini to a one-year two-way. He had he played for the Hartford Wolfpack last season, um, and had 99 point uh, in his three seasons with the Wolfpack had 99 points in 211 games last season. He had 16 goals and 16 assists, Uh, so pretty solid season for Tambellini. He's now uh, joining the Ottawa Senators organization, so it's possible. Uh, that folks will see him in Belleville. Um, Heading back over to the New Jersey Devils organization, uh, they signed forward Eric Tangrady to a one-year, two-way deal, um, coming off a really big year for Tangrady. um, Had career highs last year for goals, where he had 31 goals last year, and for points. um, He had 64 points last year. Um, So Eric Tangrady joining Uh, the New Jersey devil organization. So look to see him probably in Binghamton. Um, So those are a couple of names. There were some other signings that uh, Joe goes over in, in this weekly um, headlines report. So if you want to check out all of that information and all the big news that happened um, as far as those kinds of things last week, you'll certainly want to check that out over at AHL.report.
1: Eric Tangrady, speaking of Eric Tangrady, um, was part of a kind of a memorable trade uh, four years ago, just before, just at the end of training camp, just before the season started. Um, remember at that time uh, that there was a bit of a, a goalie log jam, not, not unlike um the the situation that the Canadians find themselves, themselves in this year. Mm-hmm. Um and it was Peter Peter Budai and Dustin Tokarski had, had a really good camp. Yep. And Mark Bergevan sent Peter Budai uh with Patrick Holland to uh the Winnipeg Jets and, and the player coming back on that was none other than Eric Tangradi. That's right. Uh, four four years ago as full.
0: Now he's moving on again.
1: Uh, where are they now? You know that that's going to return. They, right? hey, that segment's going to return. You haven't canceled it's that. Gonna,
0: I haven't canceled it. I haven't canceled it. All right. With a new with a new hockey season starting, we'll have plenty of players that are on the move uh, yet again. So we'll get you back grinding away. at Where are they now? Nice. Um, Matt Reed from the Philadelphia Flyers is a is a where is he now? Um, just some some more player signing news this week. Uh, the Minnesota Wild signed Matt Reed to a one year two way. Um, so Flyers fans and Phantoms fans will be interested to know that Matt Reed did find a place to land. Um, he played 33 games with the Phantoms last season, and in that time had seven goals and nine assists. Um, and he also played 16 regular season games with the Flyers with one goal in that time and then one goal and one assist in six uh, Stanley cup playoff games last season with the Flyers. So um, over seven, Reed was with the Flyers for a long time uh, he, over seven seasons with the organization. He played in 437 NHL games with 87 goals and 100 assists. So, um, He's going to find himself a new home. Uh, he did play college hockey in Minnesota, so he's kind of going home um, and wishing him the best of luck there um, as he finds finds himself in, in a new jersey, in a new organization this coming year. Um, one other signing I want to mention, the San Antonio Rampage yesterday announced center Trevor Smith was signed to an AHL contract. Um, he played with the Milwaukee Admirals last year, Um, and has been the the captain of of the Admirals for the last two years. Um, He's a native of Ottawa. This is his 12th professional season last year with the Admirals. He had 17 goals and 26 assists in 66 games. Um, He's also appeared in just over 100 NHL games between Nashville, Toronto, Pittsburgh, Tampa Bay, and the Islanders. So he's been around for a bit. Uh, But Trevor Smith now finds himself With the San Antonio Rampage for the upcoming Season Hmm. And Rick it seems that We uh, have been Kind of really Talking a lot about Plenty of moves that Hershey and and the Washington Capitals Organization have been doing at the AHL level and and how things are, are Really looking up for Hershey for this Coming season and they have made another addition to their staff uh, as of yesterday. Uh, they've signed, uh, hired another assistant coach for the Hershey Bears, uh, and that is Mike Eastwood. And that uh, will be a name that plenty of hockey fans may know about. Um, Spent a little bit of time in the NHL.
1: <laughs> uh, well, yeah, uh, kind of a. Uh... Uh, a journeyman kind of player um, yeah. almost 800 games in the NHL and um, a handful of teams um, most, uh, he he played with the blues he played with the, the Leafs drafted by the Leafs uh, I remember when he played for um, uh, the Winnipeg Jets and then when the Jets moved on to uh, on to Phoenix and you know a guy who was good on face-offs good penalty killer um, and he could chip in um you know with a few goals um mm-hmm. a high of 19 goals with the uh, the St. Louis Blues and and uh so yeah he was a, he was a, a role playing kind of guy um always seemed to be the a, a, a thinking kind of player and and uh, uh i think he's going to i think he's a great addition to uh the Hershey staff
0: yeah. They, they really seem to be making a lot of really good decisions at Hershey in Hershey, uh, this summer. I, I really, I've said this before and I'll say it again. I really think Hershey's going to be an interesting team to watch this coming year and see how they rebound off of, off of a, a, a less than ideal season for them. Um, and, and see how they really turn things around. I, I think things are looking up for Hershey for this coming year. Interestingly enough, um, he talked about how you know he had a, a career career high year with the Blues uh, when he had 19, 19 goals. That was in the 1999 2000 season. Teammates, two of his teammates that season included Todd Reardon, who's now the new Washington Capitals head coach, parent club of the Hershey's of the Hershey Bears, and Bears current vice president of hockey ops Brian Helmer. So he's back in an organization with a couple of guys who who he has. Played in the NHL with, um, so a little, a little bit of a family reunion there, um, and it'll be interesting to see what they all can do. So the news just keeps on coming in. Um, should be interesting to see. There's, there's still some. I, I, Binghamton still needs to uh, I'm sure you know now that they're newly searching for a head coach that that search is ongoing and continuing um, so we we still have some coaching announcements even though as we said it's getting it's starting to get to the point where it's getting late in the summer. Um, you know guys that are heading to to Europe for the fall have already started to leave for europe um, as as those training camps are are just a couple of weeks away. Uh, For the European teams. And yeah, I mean, it's August 1st is tomorrow. That means we are we are just weeks away from NHL training camps um, and things are really going to start cooking pretty quickly. Um, The other thing that's going to start heating up too. go ahead.
1: Well, just just to continue on uh, there, with uh, with some of the the AHL news, there's there's um, there's been some news with some AHL kind of uh, ramifications, and I read, read a, a couple of articles uh, in this past week. One was an interesting one uh, on ESPN from uh, Puck, the former Yahoo Puck Daddy Greg Wyshynski, Um and he did a, a ranking um, on the rebuilds that are if, that are going on in, in the NHL. Um and ranking how well the rebuilds are going um, okay and um and he ranks n- number one in the rebuild category. these are teams that are you know usually fanned at the bottom of the standings and they're they're um you know they're they're rebuilding their organization how close are they to contending he's got Carolina hurricanes number one um and and that from from what I can understand from his article. Um, fueled by um you know prospects that that are due to graduate or, or or may contribute in some way from the AHL and you look at Martin De Net- and Jake Bean, uh Julian Gauthier, um Alex Nadelkovic, uh, Nadelkovic that we saw um last year and, and in the Calder Cup playoffs against uh the the Marleys. Um uh, sorry, against the um uh, phantoms okay um yeah i i i i all of the 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 ones that he has here um uh, the arizona coyotes in next um, um buffalo sabers are in there um it, it, he talks about the, the graduations that will impact the team from the AHL and uh should give a kickstart to to the rebuild and and make them a, a a playoff contender the the teams that he ranks um interestingly just relating back to the canadians he has them as as sixth and he basically says that um uh, their strategy is denial that they're that they can, <laughs> they're in denial that a rebuild is going on if we so, don't admit that uh, we're
0: rebuilding then we can't fail at rebuilding yeah.
1: That's right. Um, and the other story that was kind of, I, I think, to me, was a bit of a shock um, over the past week or so. It was about the the decision, um, the Vancouver Canucks and Trevor Linden. Oh, that's uh, true, eh? ways. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, that has, that has um, an impact, a huge impact, of course, on Vancouver Canucks, but our 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 buddy in in uh, Utica, Ben Brunell, has wrote a, written an article um, and asked the question: How does Trevor Linden's departure affect Utica? Um, mm. And Utica, um, without doing the the measurements, I would say uh, the distance between the AHL affiliate and the NHL uh, parent <laughs> team. Um, Utica and Vancouver probably take the prize there. Um, probably in the and with all the the moves lately to to bring the AHL team closer to the parent, um, there's been a lot of talk about whether Utica is is well placed or not, um, and um, uh, their affiliation agreement uh, runs until next year, 2019. Um, so. Ben's asking, you you know, uh, Trevor Linden was always a big supporter of Utica. Mm -hmm. Um, And you'd expect that uh, uh, Travis Green, the head coach in in Vancouver, who was uh, the head coach in Utica, is probably supportive as well. But nobody seems to know about Jim Benning's view of this. And, um, you know, if if there's going to be um, a move... Uh, once the affiliation um, agreement ends to, to, uh, to move that team closer. Um, Now there's all kinds of benefits and, and uh, Trevor Linden was, was fond of mentioning the benefits of, of the competition value of, of, of where Utica is, the, the atmosphere, the hockey atmosphere, the, the fan support, uh, all of those kinds of things, but, you know, with, with a major change like that in the organization, there's mm-hmm. gonna be some some spin off effects and it could be uh one of them that uh that uh, that the question is asked whether Utica remains as the um, affiliate of the Vancouver Connects.
0: Well for our own selfish sake I hope it does because it's one of our favorite barns to visit. Um <laughs> Uh, on the on the Eastern Conference AHL circuit, but you know, as as you mentioned, the trend these days is to get your your farm team as close to your parent club as you possibly can. So we'll see if if they continue to to buck that trend, or or if if there is going to be movement taking place. I I would I would dimes to dollars. I would I would bet that if for some reason. Vancouver pulled its affiliate out of Utica, there would be a replacement in that building, uh, at the AHL level in some way, shape or form. Um, it's a great hockey town, great building that they've just done renovations to. Um, but yeah, well, that, that'll be, that'll be interesting to see how that works out.
1: And, and Lyndon supported all those things in Ben's, uh, article, he has a quote, uh, talking about, uh, how beneficial the, the, um, Utica has been for the development of the players, uh, Mm -hmm. higher competition level, uh, perhaps, in the division that they're in. Um, And Lyndon says, we don't have anything to complain about. The only issue is that it's a long way geographically, and that's the one downside, but there are a heck of a lot of positives. Uh, And he talks about uh, the environment um, and the the city and fan support. Um, So... Anyway, just something to keep uh, an eye on over the next uh, over the next season.
0: Absolutely. Um, or we were just talking too about how um, you know the European leagues are going to be starting starting soon, and players are already heading in that direction. It also means college hockey is going to be uh, getting underway here in a in about another month or so. As as Uh, universities get started and we've had a we've had a couple of updates on some pretty notable names from this year's draft uh as far as what they're doing um for their first year two first rounders Quinn Hughes and Brady Kachuk have have both made some headlines this week with decisions or pending decisions Rick uh it looks like uh Brady's going to to wait until about mid-August to decide whether or not he's uh going to head back to BU or um or give it a shot um, heading, heading to, to training camp. Um, But Quinn Hughes, however, uh, after they came to a, to a mutual agreement uh, with Quinn Hughes, that it was, you know, Quinn, Quinn knows that he's not a big guy um, height wise, weight wise, musculature, those kinds of things. He's, he's very highly skilled. He's very speedy. um, But for, for a defenseman like him to try to jump into the NHL his first year, I think I think everyone involved, including Quinn, probably knew that the likelihood of that was not strong. So he has already committed to returning to Michigan for this year. Um, so he will be back, and, and he's 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 basically laid it all out that the only the biggest disappointment and letdown for him last season was was losing to Notre Dame in the championship, um, and so he is fully committed to being at Michigan this year and basically said if he doesn't, you know, he's going to, it will will be a huge disappointment and let down for him if they don't walk away with a championship this year. That's, that is the goal is winning, is winning the NCAA uh, frozen four championship. So, um, so Quinn heading back to college hockey, which I think I agree with that decision. I think it's a good decision for his development and they have a strong team there. They had a strong team there last year, good experience for him. It's good for him to be back in that environment again. Brady will be an interesting. And,
1: and, and Qu- Quinn, just to follow up on that, um, mm-hmm. um, th- talking about his size, it was his size that did him a bit of disservice in that game against Notre Dame. Uh, the t- I believe it was the tying goal, the late goal. Uh, Jake Evans, Canadian's prospect yeah. for Notre Dame, just outmuscled uh, Quinn Hughes, mm-hmm. um, and and so Jim Bannings, you know, uh, when he was interviewed, said, um, you know, that Quinn's a great player, but he's five ten, one seventy, and yeah. and uh, they had some debate on whether whether to to bring him in, but the final decision was to let him. Uh, bulk up a bit and and um, um, you know have another another season in in junior. I thought it was interesting though that um, uh, talking about the the uh, the Hughes brothers, uh, uh, Jack Hughes is is right now he's the projected number one pick for for 2019, and yeah. he chose not to go uh, play with his brother uh, in Michigan instead opting for the. Um, the US uh national development program. National development
0: program. Uh, yes.
1: And he'll he'll play he'll play there next year, but he he also had a chance to go to um Michigan uh to play with uh to play with Quinn.
0: Well, uh you know it's it's not an easy decision at that juncture, you know, uh, especially for for a kid like Jack who who is projected to go so high in the draft next year. And it's, you know, there's a lot of pros and cons. I'm sure that debate internally with your family, with your agent, with, with, you know, everyone um, going back and forth, that's a big decision. Uh, The U.S. national uh, national team development program has been has been exceptional. It's it's growing every year. Uh, It's producing every year. It's producing big names and good players every year. But at the same time, you can't deny that NCAA, like top-tier NCAA hockey, is doing the same thing. So, um, I'm sure that wasn't an easy decision to make. But it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to watch how Jack develops this year in in the U.S. program.
1: Well, and if you're not familiar with with uh, Jack Hughes, um, our our friend Sam Constantino, um earlier this year said. That uh, keep an eye on him because he has, to quote uh, Sam, some Connor McDavid-type qualities to his game. So um, he's an exciting, dynamic kind of player, and 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 the Hughes brothers should get a chance to play together um, at the World Juniors. I I expect. I would
0: imagine. uh, Yeah. For
1: the U.S. team.
0: I would think so. Um, And uh, I think I certainly think Team USA would be well served having both of them. Uh, having both of them there. So we will see. That's, that's going to be interesting to see how that works out. Um, I also, however, think it's going to be interesting to see what Brady Kachuk chooses to do. That again, there's a, that, that's a big decision to make. Um, And Brady Kachuk is, is a, is a player that could, that could decide to go um, and, and, and not go back to college and, and make an impact right away. Um, but he'd also be well-served back at BU. Um, BU is another elite college hockey program. And, um, that's, that's going to be, it's a tighter decision to have to make because Brady's got, uh, Brady playing in the NHL is a much, is a much different hypothetical than, than Quinn Hughes would have been. Mm. Um, and so, gosh. And thankfully, he's got. He's got I'm, I'm sure he'll he'll sit and debate this with with Keith and Matthew plenty, um, and and get their perspective as well. But that's a, that's a. I'm sure. I'm sure everyone in the city is just waiting with bated breath to to see what he's going to do. And
1: um, Adam Boquist is another one of those players who's made a decision about uh, where he's going to play a, a, a player with options, taken number eight in this past June's draft uh, mm-hmm. by the Blackhawks. And he, he sat down with, with Chicago and, and they had a discussion about it. And um, he, he, you know, he could have gone back to the, uh, the Swedish league uh, playing for Brynäs and, and uh, but, Uh, I think part of the the decision was, um, you know, this year's world juniors are going to be split between uh, Vancouver and Victoria um, in January, but, but more importantly on the small ice. So um, important for, for Boquist to get some experience and, um, and in juniors, uh, the London Knights held his, his rights. uh, So he's decided to, um, to go to London. Um, and he'll be um, he'll be uh, starting his his junior hockey career um, in in Canada there uh, for the Knights, and then um, undoubtedly we'll we'll play at the World Juniors. Um, he'll have a couple of months to get adjusted to the smaller ice and and uh, play at the World Juniors uh, for Sweden uh, in 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 the Christmas period.
0: Well, speaking of. World Juniors, Uh, we kind of teased this a little bit uh, last week, but the annual World Junior Summer Showcase is officially underway. Uh, This year it's taking place out in Kamloops in BC. Um, And the first set of games were played last night. Of course, for those of you uh, who perhaps aren't familiar with this event, it's an annual week-long event event. In, in the past, which has always been uh, hosted by USA Hockey, it is being hosted by Hockey Canada this year, uh, where the US, Canada, Finland, and Sweden all get together um, and and take their kind of their first their first looks at the guys who could make up their World Junior rosters later this year, and kind of put them through their paces in a in a summer camp mini tournament style kind of camp um for the u.s and canada they they kind of invite a double amount of players and have split squad games for the first couple of days until they cut that roster down which they will do tomorrow wednesday so last night uh was the first two games uh the united states uh, united states is as I mentioned, has two split squads. So, uh, us white played Finland last night. Actually, let me start. The earlier game was us blue playing Sweden. Um, and all of these games are taking place at the Sandman center in Kamloops. Uh, Sweden won this game three to one Rick, which, um, you know, Sweden's always a tough competitor and the U S sometimes has, has their fair share of, of trouble with Sweden. Um, a bit of a tentative first period, tied in shots at eight apiece, but then Sweden really opened things up in, in the second period um, and then went on to score two more uh, in the third. Paul Cotter for the for the Americans scored uh, the only goal for the U.S., and that was in the first period. And then Sebastian Walfredson and Simon Johansson and Rickard Hugg. Uh, all scored for Sweden to win that game three to one. Uh, following that immediately, the U.S. White Team played Finland, and this was a completely different look. Uh, the U.S. came out really strong, three goals in the first period, uh, just dominated Finland on the sh- on the on the shots, um, fifteen to eight in the first period, seventeen to four in the second period, and they won this one five to two. Um, Grant Mismash was was in there, uh, Flyers. First rounder Joel Farabee had an assist in that game. Uh, Grant Mismash had a, had a goal and an assist, um, and Caden Primo was uh, the goaltender in net for the U.S. in that game. So uh, faced 18 shots, made 16 saves with a 0.889 save percentage in that game. Um, so things kind of got off to a an interesting start last night. The the hot topic, Rick, of course, last night was where's Ryan Paling, because suddenly <laughs> game time hit and Ryan Paling was scratched, and it seems we have an answer well, for that today.
1: <laughs> well, it's, it's it's interesting because um, you know as as the tournament started, um, there was you know how many Canadians are going to be. Um, at the tournament and, and i think the the potential was eight uh or thereabouts but some injuries have cut into that uh mm-hmm. some injuries and and some decisions have cut into that yeah. um you know uh, one Josh Brooks uh, there's an injury mm-hmm. um and uh um the the decision was made um uh, for just just Barry Kotkanemi to uh, to sit this out um, to sit this tournament out, um, there was um, I guess there was some concern about uh, the travel he had been um, he had been at the combine in Buffalo he had uh, been at the draft in Dallas uh, he had been at Canadians development camp in Montreal right and so the the, the concern was another long flight. Uh, for him um, to Kamloops, and then he he's going to be at the rookie camp uh, in Laval in the fall. So Ucia um, uh, Hokus the the, the uh, head coach of of Finland, decided to uh, uh, take him off the roster. Now the, the expectations are um, that uh, that he'll be on the the, the World Junior roster uh, for mm-hmm. Finland um and so there was no need to to take a look at him in this tournament um Hogan uh, took the opportunity to to say that he he thought that uh Yami would be would it would be a real surprise for him to be uh on the NHL roster um uh this year um this season mm-hmm. um but yeah and i'm getting to <laughs> And, and the other one was um, uh, Yoni Ikinen, and, and there was some injury uh, concerns there. But, but as you say, the, all the the questions were about Ryan Paling, and it turns out uh, rather uh, simple solution, and and he required surgery, uh, but nothing um, nothing that anybody else hasn't hasn't faced. And that's uh, he had a case of tonsillitis, so he had his tonsils removed, and and it looks like he's day to day for this particular tournament
0: so hopefully we will see him before the tournament is is out um and yes nothing that's going to affect affect him for this fall but just an unfortunately timed case of tonsillitis uh, for mr Paling. and hopefully he is uh feeling well again soon and and as i say now today there are are three more games there's actually one game in process right now uh the early game out in Kamloops is Sweden versus Finland. Uh, they are in the first period right now, and it's tied one-to-one. Um, so,
1: And of note there, uh, another Canadian uh, prospect. Actually, the, I would call him the, the darling of the development camp. That was Jacob Olson.
0: Uh, yeah. He
1: has Sweden, Sweden's goal um, and the assists, one of the assists to Adam Bulquist, So Is Adam Boquist, uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, so so uh, and that that that's always a, a pretty big rivalry, Sweden and Finland, and and uh, so they're getting underway uh, just towards the the end of the. Well, I think they've they, f- they finished the first period.
0: Now. The first period, yeah. Well, and as you say, always a big ri- rivalry. Looks like they're starting things off uh, in in typical Sweden Finland uh, fashion. The first penalty of this game was against Finland uh, when uh, Juna Reichen hit the head. So, um looks like <laughs> looks like that rivalry is <laughs> is they pick that up where they leave it off every year. Uh so we will continue to uh to be bringing you full coverage of the World Junior uh Showcase. It is the Sportcheck World Junior Showcase this year. Um Sweden and Finland are playing right now. Uh Canada gets underway tonight with their – both of their split squads will play both of the U.S. split squads. So Canada White versus U.S. Blue will play 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 p.m. Eastern time. And then Canada Red will play U.S. White at 7.30 Pacific time, 10.30 uh, Eastern time. So uh, late there. Uh, There is not an – televised coverage of these early games. There will be televised coverage uh, for games later in the week. Uh, Tomorrow, there will not be any games. Roster cuts will be made by the U.S. and Canada tomorrow. So tomorrow is an off day and a practice day before things really heat up for the games on Friday, Saturday, uh, Friday and Saturday. Um, And of course, Friday, you have the U.S. facing Finland. Canada will face Sweden then later in the evening. And then Saturday, a couple of to be sure a couple of great games on tap Canada will play the U S uh, early in the day on Saturday and then Finland and Sweden will cap off the event. So, uh, be sure to keep things locked on, on at the AHL report on Twitter at all Habs on Twitter at flyers rule on Twitter. We will have full coverage of those games throughout the week. Uh, we, I, I can tease a little bit that we, we should be having some player interviews, uh, as well we're we're currently coordinating those um and so we'll get to uh to hopefully speak to some of the guys that we've been talking about and um we'll bring you all of all of the latest with this event it's this is really for me rick this this is this is the start of hockey season for me this event um it's our first look at guys who who have just been drafted or who who are are draft eligible. Um, and just kind of getting things started for world juniors and just kind of starts the wheel to get things going back in hockey. So it's exciting to see this, this event underway. I'm sure the folks with hockey Canada are doing a stand up job hosting this event for the first time this year. Um, And so we'll keep bringing you all the latest about it.
1: It's a great tournament, a wonderful tournament. And uh, as you said, it's kind of the, uh, the kickoff uh, to um, our hockey season, um, although you know one kind of one rolls into the other, but uh, yeah,
0: things it will does. Start,
1: start picking up rather quickly now.
0: Absolutely, but,
1: but even even as busy as we are,
0: mm-hmm. we
1: still have a few minutes to um, for the, the the issue of the summer. And is that, that national offer today? Well, that too, but but Eli sure. Which I so, I, uh, I should it, yeah. I should
0: note, Chipotle's giving away free guacamole today.
1: You, what do you do? Bring a pail and and. I don't know. Is
0: that? I I'd okay. like to try that theory. Maybe I should just show up with a bucket, <laughs> see if they'll fill it. <laughs> Sorry, but did you did you mention did you mention a, a guy by the name? of Sherbatov again?
1: Eli Sherbatov. We we raised it. We we broke the story. <laughs> I don't know if we broke the story, but we mentioned it here last week, and we're going to stay on this story because uh, it's mm-hmm. so important. It's so crucial to the the fortunes of the Oval rocket this year, and, and uh, will he or won't he? Will Eli Sherbatov sign a PTO this, this year? Um, and it, the funny thing is, the funny thing is that uh, 24 hours, maybe maybe a little bit longer after our podcast last week, that TBS Sports uh, had a feature article on um, <laughs> Eliza Sherbatov. Um, isn't that isn't that curious, huh? Hmm. Um, That's yeah. interesting. Hmm. And they're they're on board. They're 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 on the Eli Sherbatov train uh, sign. And and it was kind of a, you know, if 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 you need any convincing, um, they 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 remark that he has hands. He has speed. He has a Herculean physique. <laughs> uh, now he's he's all a five seven. I don't you know I don't know.
0: Okay, hey, but I'm and five, seven and, a and,
1: half. and another reason to sign him is that he has millions of views on YouTube. So I mean you're kinda right okay. there. Any any guy with millions of views on YouTube should be signed by the about Rocket. Absolutely. And but do we have any, the- any other we're 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 just begging for news on SherboTag. Is there any is there any other news that you're you're privy to on Sherbatag Well
0: apparently there's a charity tournament <laughs> Uh, of some sort taking place in Quebec in a couple of weeks. Um, apparently, uh, some of the the roster of of players that are going to be there is uh-huh. well. There's Simone Dupré.
1: Okay. Uh, That's a good
0: start. Maxime Lamarche. Uh huh. Nikita Sherbak. <laughs> And if he can away from his puppy, yes, that's true. Sherbatov's gonna be there too. Sherbatov on the same team as Simone Dupre, oh, Maxime Lamarche oh, man. and the Keithith sherbach um oh, uh, man. rumored allegedly we're we're hearing this allegedly um so yeah, so expect so, there to be <laughs> I mean, why not okay, see how so... he plays with those guys, right? <laughs>
1: Well, it says in this article, he, he is one of the fastest skaters on the planet.
0: On the planet?
1: On the planet.
0: On the planet.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> There's a couple of guys. You know, you know it's a shame he wasn't at development been.
0: camp so that he could have gone through sport testing to, to you know, actually back that up yeah. with some statistics.
1: But we're going to have a controversy that team that you mentioned, mm-hmm. I mean, we have Sherby, Nikita Sherbag, and in this article says that that Sherbatov's name is also a nickname is also Sherby. So we're going to have two Sherbys on the same. Oh thing. no 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 no!
0: There's only one Sherby. No, sorry. <laughs> no, nope. nope, 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 nope. There's only one Sherby. The next time I speak with Nikita Sherbeck, I'm going to validate that. I'm going to say, can you, for the record, there's only one Sherby, right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, he might give a concession to a to a fellow countryman. Who knows? But no, there's only one Sherby. Come up with a different nickname, Sherbatov Tavi or something. Pick a different syllable in your name, but can't be Sherby.
1: Mm. So check back in. This is a, going to be a recurring segment, I think.
0: This, the Sherbetop segment?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check back next week for mm. further updates.
0: You know, you're going to be crying in your proverbial beer when he gets signed to LaValle. <laughs> After all shaking my head. Shaking <laughs> my head. When he gets that AHL contract. Yeah. Uh huh.
1: Played second one.
0: Well, I just, you so know, stop. Just shut up. That's just it. I mean, the number of guy the number of players that we already know Laval would have to start with just because of the the you know, there's only twenty three players allowed on the NHL roster. So the amount of players that already are slated to start in Laval are already too much for Laval to handle. So I mean, come on.
1: But maybe maybe this season, um they'll actually be, you know, uh, the, the the Brampton Beast have all, always they said to me directly they have the expectation of about five or six skaters and a goalie every year and they haven't gotten that maybe this is the year although you know <laughs> who, I, who knows it's going to be if it's going to be the Brampton Beast the, the yeah the ECH, ECHL affiliation still hasn't been announced but. Um, right. Maybe this is the, the season that the Montreal Canadiens actually stock um, an ECHL field. Yeah, yeah,
0: and that would be fine. That would be that's you know one step towards having a deep prospect pool to pull from when you have a, an injury year like you did last year. But let's make sure that you the guys you
1: who you you can't send Sherbatov to the ECHL, can you? Have you seen his shootout moves on, on YouTube? Oh, my God. Stop it. Stop it.
0: <laughs> I just want to make sure that the guys that deserve a roster spot, who have earned a roster spot, get those roster spots before guys like Sherbatov. Okay. Hate to break it to you folks, but that's just the way it goes. Mm. Well, choice. we will be – Yes. We will be sure to keep everyone posted on this and so much more throughout the week. As we say, every week, there is no off season here at the AHL report because hockey and prospects happens all year round. Uh, Be sure to stay in touch with us this week throughout the world junior showcase uh, as, as we kind of keep tabs on flyers, prospects, Canadians, prospects, just prospects in general. um, And, and how those teams shape up this week uh, in, in the first round of preparation for the world junior championship um and as i said before follow us on twitter at the ahl report at all habs at flyers rule um, and you can of course find us on facebook instagram youtube remember we talked about this last week go to our youtube channel at all habs make sure you subscribe and also go to your notification bar make sure you turn on notifications so that you find out anytime we have a new uh original video uh posted to the youtube channel And with all that being said, enjoy the last day of July. We are back into August tomorrow, and we are back here next week, next Tuesday, same bat time, same bat channel, uh, right here on the AHL Report for another great episode of From the Press Box. Rick, thanks so much for joining me today.
1: Glad to be here. Go enjoy your avocados, and uh, we'll see you next week.
0: Till then, see you next time.